Welcome to the Expert Series brought to you by the Lupus Foundation of America. Our health education team is here to bring you experts in lupus to discuss topics to help you live better. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. My name is Melissa and I'll be your host. I'm very excited today to welcome Dr. Anka Askanaev, who will be talking to us about the best way for people with lupus to stay healthy during the winter months. Dr. Askanaev is a professor of medicine and the founder and director of Columbia University's Lupus Center. She is an internationally renowned clinician, diagnostician, and researcher with more than 20 years specializing in complex systemic lupus erythematosus. We're delighted to have you join us today, Dr. Askanaev. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Okay, so let's get started. So we're heading into what for many people will be the coldest months of the year, and that means it's sniffle season. So what are some of the illnesses that come along with winter weather, and what steps can people with lupus take to decrease their chances of getting sick? So every winter, we fear the flu and we fear the colds, but... um, You know, over the past year and a half, um, going on two years, we also have to fear COVID. So uh, we need to be mindful. These illnesses are around and we need to try and protect ourselves from them. Much like we tried to protect ourselves from COVID by wearing the mask, that is an excellent protection against cold and flu. So please do wear your mask, especially if you're going in crowded places, and in places where some of the people might be sick. That doesn't mean that you need to lock yourself in the house. I think we're past that, but you need to be mindful of the people that you're with. Don't let your guard down unless you're sure that people are healthy and they're vaccinated. So um, we spoke the word vaccine, and I think that we'll talk a little, um, we'll talk about vaccines in a little bit, because I think that part of um, what we need to do to keep ourselves healthy is to be on top of our vaccines. Um, If you have not had your booster against COVID, it is time to get that. If you have not had your flu shot, please don't delay, get the flu shot. For the common colds, just the regular old things, wear the mask, wash your hands, um, use hand sanitizer. So we are also wondering, I think that a lot of us are, are thinking about you know, taking pills or taking something to protect us from the colds and and flu of the season. The data on vitamin C and the common cold and and whether that provides protection is not so strong. For those that really like their vitamin C supplement, there's no harm in taking it. Vitamin C is a water-soluble vitamin. Your body will flush out the excess even though we're not convinced that there is a clinical benefit, I don't see the reason or the harm in taking some vitamin C supplements. Okay. So there's no reason not to take these supplements. I I think we see a lot of products that say they can prevent colds, but what I'm hearing is that, you know, maybe not, but there's no harm in, in taking them. Correct. There are those measures that are critical, which is wearing the mask, hand hygiene, avoided crowded places, these are proven to decrease transmission of, um, of respiratory viruses. Vitamin C okay. won't get around those. Won't do that. Not the way that masks and washing your hands will. Um, Correct. That's great advice. Are people with lupus at increased risk of catching the illnesses and are colds and the flu more dangerous for people with lupus? 
Um, you're asking me hard questions. Can I get an easy one next? I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Sorry um, about that. No, that's fine. Um, that's the whole purpose of, of, of doing these series to try and answer some of these questions that don't have um, simple answers. So the immune system of people with lupus is different from the immune system of, of, of normal people without autoimmune diseases. Their white cells maybe are not as ready to protect from germs and bacteria. Um, the complement uh, gets consumed in trying to get rid of the pathogenic antibodies. Some of the medications that people with lupus take decrease um, the immune defenses. So people with lupus may be at slightly higher risk for some of the bacterial viral infections. And, and there's data accumulating that that is the case for urinary tract infections, for pneumonia, for um, bacteremia and other bacterial infections, but for some of the viruses as well. Now, a perfect answer as to whether lupus patients are at increased risk for common colds and flus is, is not quite available. But overall, people with lupus has, have slightly higher risk for infections. Now, are they also at risk for getting more severe forms of, of infections? And the answer to that for people that have severe disease activity and aren't immunosuppressants is very clear, and there's no doubt about that. For patients with lupus that have inactive disease or are in remission and are not taking immunosuppressants or steroids, those answers are not as clear. So all in all, I think that people with lupus need to be more mindful in protecting themselves from both the common colds and flus of the season, but also um, from some of the bacterial and viral infections that happen um, throughout, the, throughout the year um, that will bring us back to um, some of those um, added mechanisms for protection, which come in the form of actual vaccines. Right. So I think that's, that's really important to know that. Um, so I, I believe what I heard you say is that people whose lupus is more active are at, or these illnesses are more dangerous for them. Correct. And so it's very important to, for them to protect themselves. Correct. Lupus patients don't need to live in a bubble. And I think that we've all lived in our bubbles for some time in these difficult times of the COVID pandemic. I think it's okay to come out of the bubble, but don't take unnecessary risks. Okay. All right. I, I agree. I think that that is really important to, to highlight that, uh, yes, there's no no need to take unnecessary risks and that the, the measures even that you mentioned before about masking and the hand washing and being aware of the people that you're with are really important for, for people with lupus, especially if their disease is active or if they're taking immunosuppressant drugs. Absolutely. Now, I, I think that, you know, there are no rules that can prevent all transmission. Um, there's no level of caution that's going to be you know, other than never walking out of your house, which I don't think, yeah. which I think that creates a whole level of other problems. But I think that the wisdom that I would like to share is that if a situation feels unsafe as you walk into it, get out of there. Okay. So people should listen to their own alarm bells and that I you know, inner voice that says, you know, that, I agree. that they should. Yeah. Okay. 
that's good to know. That's great advice. Um, so are you, should we move on to symptoms? Absolutely. About symptoms? Okay, sure. great. So um, the symptoms I mentioned earlier that it's sniffle season and obviously um, sniffling is one of the milder symptoms of a cold. Um, and then there are obviously much more serious symptoms, especially around the flu. So what flu and cold symptoms should people with lupus pay especially close attention to? And then now, of course, as you mentioned earlier, we have COVID-19 thrown into the mix. And so should they get tested for COVID-19 as soon as symptoms begin? So I'm gonna start with this part of the question. Yes, please, test often and um, don't rely on, oh, oh, it's not COVID, I haven't seen anybody with COVID. I think it's best to know early that it, it is or it is not COVID because now we have so much more, um, you know, we, we have the availability of the antibodies, we have the um, availability of the new antivirals, I think that the earlier you know that it is COVID, the earlier you can get treated. The, um, the lateral flow tests are available um, at the majority of the pharmacies in the U.S. Please have some around the house. It's very easy to do that lateral flow test. Get tested. If symptoms persist and you don't get better, by all means, get a PCR. The more often you get tested, the more likely that you're going to be safe from COVID and its complications. Unfortunately, the symptoms have so much overlap between the flu, colds, and COVID that I think that we can never be careful and cautious enough with uh, making sure that it is not COVID, that um, I cannot overemphasize the need to get tested early and often. I just wanted to ask just a, a follow-up. I know you mentioned the at-home test. So just to be clear, that's the nasal swab test that you can do at home, but a PCR test needs to be done at a doctor's office and sent away to a lab? Correct. So okay. the PCR is done in a, um, in a physician's office, in a healthcare facility, um, at, 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 at testing centers around the city. Uh, it is not available as a test at home, and, and it is the ultimate proof that you don't have COVID. The lateral flow is more of a screening test, but, you know, it's Sunday, you've got the sniffles, you'd like to make sure, you know, you're not sick before you head to an, to an emergency room. Um, I think it's easy um, to get the lateral flow. They're not quite interchangeable. So, um, the PCR is the proof that there's no COVID. The lateral flow is more of a proof that you're not infectious. But as your symptoms develop, it's also a good enough test to tell you that there's not so much COVID that, um, that you're at a very high risk. So okay. the PCR is the ultimate and best test. But in situations where you can't do the PCR, and it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a major um, hassle to do that. The lateral flow provides um, a good surrogate. And so let's say you, you have the sniffles and you do the at-home test and it's negative. What are then the symptoms that, that people should, should kind of watch to make sure they don't get worse or, you know, when they should call their so doctor? A fever, a high fever, cough, difficulty breathing, the more serious signs 
um, of COVID or the flu for that matter. And these are the time when you should call your doctor. Um, your doctor needs to evaluate your risk for the flu and COVID, and then also make sure that the fever is not part of a lupus flare. Um, but the first step would be to rule out flu and COVID. And then once that's done, kind of, you know, watch out for signs of a flare because fatigue, muscle aches, joint pain are all part of the spectrum of viral problems, but also part of the spectrum of lupus. So not easy to differentiate on a phone call um, without the laboratory tests, without getting um, the flu swab or the COVID swab or, or coming in and getting a more thorough workup in an emergency room. Okay, that's that's very helpful, and that that does uh, answer what was going to be my next question about telling the difference between an infectious illness and a flare, because there are so many symptoms that overlap. But I think what I heard you say is that you really aren't able to unless you rule out the infections, and then you know you're left with a lupus flare as the as the most uh, likely cause of of symptoms. Correct? Absolutely correct. That doesn't, um, so I'm, I'm trying to express here the fact that this is a difficult time for lupus patients and lupus doctors. And yes, I am quite certain most of you have called your doctor several times already trying to sort out if what you're feeling was a flare or a, a COVID or the flu. It's okay. We're all here to support each other and go through these difficult times and emerge on the other side. So it's okay. I'm giving you full permission to call your doctor um, and have them walk you through um, how to make sure that um, you don't have COVID or the flu and treat a lupus flare if that's the case. Please rheumatologists across the country and the world, do not be upset with me. It's what we must do. Yeah, I, I, I think it's great that you mentioned that because I do think that people worry about overreacting or about seeming like a bother. And so um, I think that it's, it's great to mention that, that people should call their doctors if they have concerns and they should feel free to ask questions. I think that the dialogue between the doctor and patient are so critical to getting past um, the difficult times. I I can't stress it enough. And um, I think that for the vast majority of the lupus doctors and the rheumatologists, um, we all know what we signed up for. And we all know that this is a hard time and we're here for you. So, so speaking a little bit more about symptoms, though, let's say that you, you are having symptoms um, and you know it's not a lupus flare and your doctor says just stay home and treat it at home. So what are the best way for people with lupus to control their symptoms? Um, and are over-the-counter medicines, you know, the decongestants and the cold medicines, are those okay for people with lupus to use? The things that we would use to provide some symptom relief um, in most people are okay for people with lupus. But there's always, you know, there's also a little caveat here. So for the most part, Tylenol and drinking plenty of warm liquids is good for all people with lupus. Obviously, 
for those that have inflammation of the liver, Tylenol may not, may not be right. For those that have kidney problems, drinking too many fluids may not be okay. The same thing, um, ibuprofen, anti-inflammatory, non-steroidals, anti-inflammatories are good for cold symptoms, uh, for flu symptoms, for COVID symptoms um, in most people. For people with lupus and kidney problems, those may need to be minimized or avoided. So if you have not already had this conversation with your doctor, it's a good time to find out if any of these normal cold and flu remedies are okay for you to take. There's no, um, there's no substitute for good sleep and good rest. Now, when the congestion is really terrible, because sometimes those common colds come with a lot of congestion. Decongestants are safe for most people. The same thing, check with your doctor to make sure that decongestants don't have interactions with any of the medications you're taking. Um, antidepressants interact with the decongestants. Uh, people that have heart conditions, decongestant may, may not be safe for them. So just um, have a brief check with your doctor to make sure that these common remedies are okay for you to take. Great, thank you. That, um, that I think is an important, important answer for people to hear, so I appreciate that. So earlier we did talk a bit about the flu shot, but I wanna come back to it because I heard you say how important it is to get the flu shot. But I wanted to ask about the flu mist nose spray, so which I think is sometimes on offer as well. Which is preferable for people with lupus? So I think that the flu shot, because it is an inactivated virus vaccine, is probably the safest. Um, also, in terms of the immune response, the protective levels of antibodies are adequate for the majority of people. So I think that the safest way is to always get the flu shot. I think that the mist, um, because it is a, an attenuated virus, um, should absolutely be avoided in, in people that are taking immunosuppressants and in people whose immune system may be in, in, in a little bit of a, um, a difficult situation. So I'm not sure that I could think of, um, of any special situation where the mist would be preferred over the shot for um, the majority of people with lupus. So when in doubt, get the flu shot. Um, if your doctor believes that the, the nasal mist is correct for you, I'm not going to argue with that. Um, for healthcare providers, the flu shot has been the norm for the past probably 20 years. Um, uh, we believe that the protection that's afforded by the flu shot is right for most humans. Ergo, let's do the flu shot. Since we're talking about um, you know, vaccines and since we're talking about the flu shot, I kind of want to share with you some wisdom about vaccinations in lupus. And just to point out that the European League for, uh, for Rheumatology provided recommendations for vaccinations in adult patients with autoimmune inflammatory diseases, including lupus. And on that list, very clearly, the flu shot is part of um, the recommendations. Now, there are other vaccines that are recommended on that list, and those include the pneumonia vaccine, 
the tetanus vaccine, hepatitis vaccinations, the zoster vaccine, the HPV vaccine, and then very clearly live attenuated vaccines should be avoided um, in people that are taking biologics, in people that are immunosuppressed, and in people that are pregnant or might become pregnant. If there's any doubt about what vaccines may be right for you, please check with the Rheumatology Society guidelines. I do hope that all of you have already had their COVID vaccine and have had their booster. As we're heading into these difficult months, I think that a good reminder that we all need the booster to fight the new COVID variants. So in addition to the list of recommended vaccines that you just listed with hepatitis and zoster and um, the flu, people, the, the COVID-19 vaccine is also recommended by rheumatologists and, and rheumatology organizations. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, there is a lot of effort in fully understanding the response to COVID vaccines and to the booster vaccine in people with lupus. Uh, several large NIH studies are evaluating the response to boosters in people that are immunosuppressed. Maybe if that's of interest to you, please reach out to your rheumatologist um, look these studies up. I think that the more we learn about immune response to vaccines and boosters, we are going to be in a better place to guide you on the safety and efficacy of these vaccines. Oh, great. That's great to know. So I got my booster last Friday and it was easy. So congratulations. just to to throw that out there. So I, I do just, I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, I so appreciate your sharing your wisdom. Um, And I I do just want to circle back to those original recommendations of, first of all, vaccines are the best way when available to um, protect yourself. Obviously, we don't have a vaccine yet for colds, um, but maybe someday. Um, And then also what we call the non-pharmaceutical interventions, masking, hand washing, um, just general healthy behaviors that can help you help a person with lupus prevent colds, flu, and COVID-19 during the winter weather. Absolutely. I think that I just want to make sure that um, we all know the flu mutates and changes yearly. It needs to be given every year. Um, If you had your flu shot last year, that's great, but it won't protect you this year. So this year you need to get the flu vaccine. Now, chances are this may be the case with COVID, but until we know um, and we're able to react to the variants um, in a very precise way for this year, let's all get the booster. And absolutely, um, I think that uh, we need to rely on vaccines, but also on some of the hygiene measures that we have so well learned over the past year and a half. Yes, great. So yes, thank you. That's an excellent point. You do need to get a new flu shot every year. Um, because the, the flu changes and so does the vaccine. So that's really important to note. Um, so again, I, I want to thank you for your time. I think that we're out of time and I want to thank you so much um, for helping us better understand lupus and winter wellness. Uh, for those listening in, you can find more information on lupus on the National Resource Center on Lupus by visiting lupus.org forward slash resources. And for the latest information on lupus and COVID-19, 
please visit lupus.org forward slash coronavirus. To listen to additional episodes of the expert series, you can visit lupus.org forward slash the expert series, where you can also subscribe to get alerts when podcasts are released. If you would like to speak with one of our health education specialists, you can go to lupus.org forward slash health educator or call 1-800-558-0121. And finally, to connect with others with lupus from all over the world, I invite you to check out our online support community, Lupus Connect, where you can talk with others, find emotional support, and discuss practical insights for coping with the daily challenges of lupus. You can find the community at lupus.org forward slash resources forward slash lupus connect. I want to say thank you again for asking aid and to all of our listeners from all of us at the Lupus Foundation of America. We wish you a safe and happy December. Goodbye and have a wonderful day. <laughs>